Hi, everyone. It's great to be here again, isn't it? I'm so pleased to be here. That was wonderful. Thank you, Stephen, and the whole Mathis family there. I, I really enjoyed that worship. I hope you did too. Um, and today is also exciting because we're starting a new series, and the new series is called Old Ways, New Days. And uh, we're looking at King David uh, when he was anointed king and uh, incidents in his life then and immediately thereafter, uh, just to give some focus to this theme that God uses always the same principles in life. Doesn't matter whether it was the olden days, the middle days, or the now days, or the future days, God will always be using the same principles. So old ways. And we live in new days. And we are particularly at this time very aware that life can be shaken about and uh, whole new settings can be facing us and whole new circumstances but God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And that is what we're going to be talking about. Old ways, old principles that God taught us in scriptures uh, through the Israelites uh, dealings uh, and through King David. And we're going to apply them to the new days of today. So this week is the first week in that. And we're going to be looking in the Bible at 1 Chronicles 11. 1 Chronicles chapter 11 and the first uh, few verses there. And the theme of today is the character of a leader. The character of a leader. So I'm just going to read that scripture uh, for us. If you've got a Bible and you can follow it, that's great because you can keep referring back to it. So here is the words. Then all Israel gathered together to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and flesh. In times past, even when Saul was king, it was you who led out and brought in Israel. And the Lord your God said to you, you shall be shepherd of my people Israel. And you shall be prince over my people Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron and David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel, according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. Samuel had prophesied over David um, in times before that he would be king. And the, the time had been quite a while before David actually became king. Well, we're going to be looking at these verses. I just wanted to share with you, first of all, though, uh, one of my experiences of leadership, just to show you uh, the wide range of my experience under different leaders. Um, well, this one goes back to my teenage years, late teens, and I was on a crusader holiday. Crusaders were a, a group of teens aimed, aimed at teens and uh, Christian group and we uh, we would go on annual holidays with people from all over Britain uh, who would join in these holidays well this was a cycling holiday cycle camping uh, so we rode during the day took our tents off the back of the bike and put them up in the evenings and cooked meals over fires and 
all very macho. And uh, we were, there was a big group of people on this holiday. We were divided into several groups of half a dozen and um, each half a dozen had a, a, a leader. Well, my leader was a guy who had filled in for someone who couldn't make it uh, at the last minute. And he filled in for this person. Well, he came on a bike that had not really been maintained and he hadn't really checked it out before he came. I don't think he really knew what he was doing with a pedal bike. Um, and it was quite a sight to see him riding along, struggling to keep up with everybody. Well, you can imagine on a fortnight's holiday, this must have looked a terrifying future to him uh, as he tried to lead his group of six. And uh, what we soon discovered was that he was ill-prepared for this. He was completely unfit. The most cycling he'd ever done before this was going to the shops. And so this was a major thing. We were heading from the Midlands into the Welsh mountains and we're going through the Welsh mountains with a guy who'd only ever been to the shops on a bike. So what happened was, as we came to serious hills, um, I found myself riding alongside him with my hand on his back, pushing him along as much as I could that way. Sometimes I put my hand on the saddle and give it a good shove, but most of the time, hand on back pushing. Well, of course, what this meant was that as we got higher up the hills and I was getting tired of this, I was looking down and I noticed that his rear brake was rubbing against the wheel. And so although everyone else was pounding on, we stopped. I said, we've got to deal with this now. And um, so I adjusted the brakes so that it didn't rub anymore. And the pannier, which was not connected properly. And yeah, then we, we went on. I learned some lessons about leadership. The first one was this, don't lead if you're ill-prepared and unfit for it. <laughs> the second was, don't lead if it's not your calling. And the third one, don't lead to do a favour for your friends. Well, I don't think any of these uh, really apply straightforwardly to church leadership. I suppose they all apply in some way or another to church leadership, but I'll leave you to think about that. Today, we could look at integrity. We could look at uh, the character of a leader that is not tempted by money, that he's in a good marriage and a good family. But I think I'm going to pick up these three things from David's anointing as king. First thing is this. They say to him, the Lord said to you. And what that implies is very strongly that the people recognized that God had called David. The people knew that his history, his training, his preparation had been led by God and had been God's purpose for his life. They could see that. 
any sense of jealousy or any sense of I could do that job falls away in the light of an anointing of God. And it's interesting that the anointing of God encourages us to follow that person. So there was a history of training. There were the marks of God's anointing. And so people responded to that and said, yes, David, we recognize God's with you. God's with you and has promised you to lead Israel, to be the shepherd and to be the prince. And we acknowledge that. We acknowledge it's God's work in your life and we will benefit. We will benefit enormously if we follow you as you follow God. And that applies today, surely, in church leadership, that we want to see the marks of God on our leaders. We want to see good families. We want to see uh, and recognize the training period that has been in their life to lead them to this point. We want to recognize that God has been at work in their lives, leading them and even promising them that one day they would lead the Church of Jesus Christ. And so I want to say today that we need such leaders. And here in KCC, I hope you see in us something anyway, <laughs> some small part of that in the leaders here. I'm confident that you do. I feel confident that that's le this leadership team here is one that God has prepared and put in place. And so I'm asking you today to pray for us that that anointing will be more and more evident and that we will be clearly leading you because you see in us the hand of God. So the second thing is this, to be a shepherd, to be a shepherd of the people, the shepherd's character. And of course, when we start talking about shepherds and the good shepherd, Jesus, our thoughts also turn probably to Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters. There is something amazingly comforting about this picture of the shepherd that really brings peace to our souls. When my dad was in his final moments of life in hospital, I was at his bedside and he'd been tossing and turning, semi-conscious, unconscious for quite some while. And I got my Bible out and I read Psalm 23 to him. And he became still and lay still and peaceful in that bed. It happened as I began to read, and by the time I'd finished that psalm, he was calm. I believe God had taken hold of him in those last moments and led him into his presence, 
in peace. Quite an impact. That's the impact that shepherding has. It, it brings security. It brings peace. It brings protection. Yes, it brings hearing God's voice. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and my sheep hear my voice. And I hope that through this leadership team here at KCC, you also can hear something of the voice of God, not just in your direct relationship with God, which of course is very important, but also in your relationship with God via the leadership here, that we teach you and encourage you and shepherd you and bring you to fulfillment in your own lives. For that's the objective. The shepherd knows the value of every single sheep. And we know the value of every person in our church before God. And we want to see that value come to its fulfillment in your lives. That's what shepherding is about. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so we will attempt and pray God that we succeed in giving you every possible encouragement to be who you are in God. So pray for us that we can do that. And then thirdly, to be a prince. Well, of course, there's three uh, princes in the UK that we see in the news quite often, and I really don't uh, necessarily want to view them as, as models in the biblical sense, although they do represent many aspects of what a prince is. But I suppose when we're thinking biblically about princes, we're thinking more in terms of the children's storybook princes, uh, you know, the, the great heroes who do amazing things to uh, make the story go wonderfully well. So we want our stories to go wonderfully well. And so here is this prince imagery, the prince over the people. And what is a prince? Well, he's one who stands at the head of the group of people. He stands at the head of the, the army, maybe. Uh, he, he's the hero of victories. And in Jesus, of course, we have the hero of the greatest victory of all, the victory over sin and death on the cross. And so he is called the prince. And Isaiah, famous verses in Isaiah that we use at Christmas, He's called the Prince of Peace. And so he's the Prince of Peace because he's won the victory already and brought peace. He brings peace to our lives. He brings peace to our relationship with God. He brings us peace. He is the peacemaker, the protector, the hero, the one who's worth following. And I think that the church in the UK needs princes needs ones who will stand as figureheads for the whole people uh, and who will stand as a hero amongst the church membership. Now I hope that we're not idolised, but I do hope that we, the leadership team here in KCC, are seen 
as people worth emulating and following people who will lead you in a princely manner. You know, there's a, a, a problem with our attitude towards leaders, which flows from democracy. Because essentially democracy leadership is looking at those who are following you and asking them what they think and then promoting that to gain their vote. And so that whole system, though obviously political leaders want to change the way we think often and want to uh, want to make their mark in establishing maybe a, a new society, a new form of society, or at least to they have they have a passion to serve people. I acknowledge that, but the fundamental problem is, of course, that they are seeking your vote, and therefore they tend to be heavily influenced by what you think. Years ago, I had a baseball cap with two peaks. I did throw it away eventually. I wish I hadn't, because now I could show it to you. I could wear it, could put it on. Two peaks. And on this cap was written, I am their leader. Which way did they go? <laughs> I am their leader, which way did they go? So these two peaks looked in different directions. Uh, and I was asking the question, the, the leader who follows the majority view. And of course, we remember that in, in Numbers, in the Bible, when the people of Israel were in the wilderness, this is uh, what they said at one point when they were getting very frustrated with Moses' leadership, Moses continuing to press them on towards the promised land through many difficulties. And they were getting fed up with the difficulties. And this is what they said. They said, would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Well, Fortunately, God intervened. Moses was on his face on the ground, begging God to intervene on his behalf so that he could continue to lead the people in God's ways, in God's direction, as the people cried out for a new leader who would do what they wanted. Short-termism. It's also a problem with democracy. Short-termism in the wilderness. It would have left the people of Israel obviously in a very difficult position going back into slavery to Egypt. They didn't think it through. They didn't. They were reacting emotionally to the moment. So it's good to have leaders who see beyond the moment, who hear God for the longer term, who follow through with a vision for the future. And I trust you see that in our team here at KCC. We are a team because none of us can produce all the gifts and all the things. So we, we balance each other out. Some are more pastoral, some are more prophetic. Some have that vision that will take us forward. 
and some care deeply about people and their futures. And so the combination of us all in a team gives us the balance that I hope you see, because we want to be shepherds and we want to be princes in our small way, in our relatively small church, we want nevertheless to follow what God is calling us in this church. So I would love you to pray for us, to support us, and pray that these gifts of shepherding and visionary princely leadership are seen more and more. So I'm going to give a moment or two now for you to actually do that. Will you pray now? Please, just for a moment or two. For Dom and myself and Anil and Jonathan. That we will have the character of the leader, King David. Let's pray. So, Lord, we are in your hands. We know you have a plan for KCC. Even in lockdown, even in this COVID time. But going way beyond it, into the years ahead, Lord, you have a, a plan for the church and for each of the individuals in it. Lord, have your way. May your anointing be on us individually and corporately for your glory and the extension of your kingdom in this area. Amen.